This episode and every episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Ironmonger Brewing. Visit Ironmonger at their tap room in Marietta, Georgia, or online at ironmongerbrewing.com. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yo, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We are broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio Studios. And this week, we are talking with Devil's Club Brewing Company. I'm Tim Dennis, and I don't even care about Brian Hewitt this week. Why? Because we've got Smalls oh, in the that's studio right. with us. Becky Smalls in the studio. As we said, it's been a minute. Minute but it's plus. Good. She came back bearing whiskey. Yes. And unlabeled beers. That That's really good whiskey. I've already sampled it. It is, yes. But Smalls, <laughs> good to see you. Good, good to see all of you. I had to beg for you. your forgiveness for my absence. Liquor and beer does that. Completely yes. forgiven. Yeah. Brian? You can disappear again for a while and then come back then come with back more. With more. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> So, Tim, we are, go- we are joined by co-founders and operators of Devil's Club, Evan Wood and Jake Riddle. We're going to talk about craft beer in Alaska and a fair amount about Juneau itself. Just it will geek out about Alaska because we have to learn, we guys, from Alaska. You are ambas- ambassadors of Alaska beer today. Oh, no. is, is that okay you for you? You represent That's Alaska. Fine. Good, good. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll learn a lot. It's going to be a good time for sure. Guys, what's in your glass today? What are you currently drinking, Evan? Uh-oh. No. I'm, I'm drinking water right now. Okay. You got to hydrate, man. You got to hydrate. Well, I'm on a detox. I've had a long, yeah. a long month. We, uh, Jake and I were actually just over in Europe uh, sampling the, the many okay. beverages, and uh, it's, it's time to take a break. That's good. I, you know what? Not enough folks in beer understand that. You know, there's, <laughs> we have to admit that our industry – May harbor a few functional alcoholics. Yeah, it may. We have to admit may. that, but taking a break is good. And Jake, how about you, man? You got a beer this evening? I'm not detoxing. Okay, good. <laughs> Our disc dog Pilsner. Awesome. Disc dog Good stuff, Pilsner. man. Nice. Good stuff. That's We realized just as we went on that we didn't have a beer in the glass, so we just corrected that. A local brew here. We're enjoying one of our newer breweries in Georgia, Inner yeah. Voice, down in uh, Decatur, Georgia. But we have Citrus, 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 Citra. Which of course is made with mosaic hops. That's you know. So <laughs> of course, as as you. But would we expect. enjoyed this one at the brewery this weekend, Brian, and it was good. So we had to bring some back with us. But uh, you know, Evan, you mentioned a little detox in that. We have explored the world of non-alcoholic beers, some, and there's some tasty oh, yeah. stuff out there now. And uh, Athletic Definitely. Brewing is a favorite. Yes, yes, and they are. So we get to uh, enjoy those. Nate did. He wasn't playing with Dry January because he doesn't. He doesn't roll with the flow there. But he did drive February, so he just drank when he was in studio. He'd have a different non-alcoholic beer, and it's kind of cool that we're at a point to where you can go a whole month drinking a couple of days a week and, and have a different, a, de- a different, decent NA beer. Yeah, there's a lot of variety to the point where you're not going to get bored. At least right. not in the, the space of a, a month, maybe maybe yeah. six months. But they're rolling out with new stuff all the time, so yep. it won't even won't even be boring for very long, even if you stick. With that exactly so. now, all the ones he had had tons of THC in them. Oh yeah, wow. I was no gonna say otherwise. He was they, they taste no absolutely <laughs> flying the entire time. That's but, right. Yes. Is is Alaska a legal state? I don't remember. I think you guys are are marijuana legal up there, recreational. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. I thought yep, you were yep, one yep. up there for so. quite a while, which is a common confusion based on our branding. 
uh, as to what we do, but it's yes, it's a devil's club. Leaf. Devil's uh, club, devil's weed. Oh, I didn't. I wouldn't have even thought that. I'm like, I saw the leaf, but I never, I never made that jump. But I guess if you're really yeah. high, you see that you're like, oh, they're cool. You always see. Well, we get. I've even had people say, "Is that a pot leaf?" Our logo has the hop cone. In it. Yeah. I'm like, it yeah. doesn't even remotely look like one. It's there, not so, even close. Yeah. That's but exactly the problem we have in the tap room as well. Yeah. See, everybody yeah. wants to. They see what they want to see. It's like, have you guys even ever seen the plant before? What are no. you doing? <laughs> no, not at all. So this time of the year. In Alaska, how is the weather there? Do you guys get nice? Is it 98 degrees like it was in Atlanta recently? <laughs> not quite. Yeah? No, no. Uh, it's uh, it's actually been a really nice summer for us, which means not a lot of rain. Um, the state is, uh, it's difficult to make statements about the state as a whole because it's massive. So right, okay. So can't say anything about, but where we are in southeast Alaska, which is basically northwest, northwest. So if you just keep going up, through British Columbia, you'll eventually hit us. Uh, it's a rainforest, so it rains a lot. Um, and so for us, a nice summer is like mostly not rainy days. And uh, 70 is really hot for us. 80 is like unheard of. And we had about a week and a half of 80. So Okay. that's um, we've, wow. had a, we've had about a week of 80 to 83, and we're like, oh, good, a cold snap. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. It's nice. But, yeah, I don't – we talked a little bit before the show about just kind of the scale of Alaska – and how far you travel going 20 hours, you said, Smalls? Yeah, because like, I'm going to Anchorage in November. I was like, let yeah. me just see what the distance is between the two. I was like, oh, it's 20 hours. This is yeah. like Texas. Right. It takes forever to get anywhere. I, I forgot oh, there's a the little yeah. trailing downside on the, you know, on it's on the West Coast, but it's on the east side of, of Alaska. So yeah. if you get down towards the end of that, man, there's there's a lot of distance to travel. And the globes distort the size of, I think, does it make things larger or smaller? You know, the, when you when you flatten out things on a map. Yeah. Anyway, we're, I've gone too far. It's dangerous territory. Too far. It's a big place is all I'm getting yeah. to. Yes, yes, that is a correct statement. Yes, correct. So, Tim, I think it's time for us to get into the beers of the week. Brian, this is going to shock you, but as always, we have a great list of beers to get into. We want to thank our friends at The Nest for always sponsoring this segment. Craft Beer, Barbecue, Kennesaw, Georgia, Smoked Wings, Ribs, those ribs are stellar. Oh, I'm yeah, ready to go are. back for some more uh, good sides, too. But if you find yourself in the area, you definitely need to check out The Nest in Kennesaw, Georgia. Uh, as we mentioned, we're drinking a little local here. Inner Voice, citrus, 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 citra. We have uh, from Lost Calls a few good mangoes, which is a mead, actually. Smalls, you brought that one in, right? Yes, they're turned into one of my favorite meaderies. Every time I go to San Diego, I always stop okay. by. In San Diego, cool. I'll yep. be in San Diego a month and a half-ish, though. So maybe I'll right. we'll have to put them on the list there. Uh, from Cross Strain, we really enjoyed when we had them on the show. We didn't get to get to this beer, a mixed fermentation sour. I think they just call it mixed firm sour. Uh, but it is a red wine barrel aged mixed fermentation sour beer. And Delirium Argentum that we stole. That we did. From our uh, our old producer, Zach. He left it in the studio, so it's a fair stealing. Here. Yeah, after there's a. Uh... Uh, Statue of Libertations, if you leave something for long enough, doesn't it sort of become that's yours? It. That's it. Absolutely. <laughs> and pretty much if you leave the door and leave it in our fridge, that's, yeah, that's the limitation. Yeah. But uh, Delirium Argentum 25, hope I'm saying that correct. And I know we did some Googling to find the release date, and I see you did add 2014 here, Correct. Brian. If I noticed after looking at Untapped that if you look at the top of the bottle on the label, it says the year. Okay. So, so you did get handy, that in 20, okay. 2014. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that, Brian, that's our beer list that we're going to do our best to make it through this week. Uh, 
You got some craft beer news to share with us? I do. I have a little bit. So my favorite news item of the week is New Belgium has announced they're opening a beer-themed water park in Napa, California, called Voodoo Ranger IPA Action Park, complete with a roller coaster made from reclaimed beer barrels, 25,000-watt concert hall, or concert stage, excuse me, a wave pool filled with 130,000 gallons of hazy IPA, and the people in Napa are understandably freaking out about it, even going so far as to stage demonstrations opposing it in downtown Napa. But here's the thing. It apparently isn't real. Uh, <laughs> the, the theme park website is, and the promotion on social media by New Belgium is completely real, and they're still doing it apparently, but no application to open a park has been filed with the county's planning commissioner and no plans for where they're going to come up with all the water that would go into a water park. None of that's been uh, been laid out. So this is either epic trolling or some sort of guerrilla marketing. And I, I actually kind of wonder if this was inspired by Treehouse buying a country club. Um, uh, a little, I, little bit of a riff off of that, maybe? Now, were there legit protests on this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, that could be part what? of the guerrilla marketing, though. That's that's the thing I also speculated about. Because like, the folks even the, in Napa need to lay off the wine if they hear about a pool filled with beer. And they're like, oh, <laughs> we will not stand for this. Hazy IPA, 130 uh, 130,000 gallons of uh, hazy IPA. Nobody's going to waste no. their hazies oh, on a pool. How are you going to keep that so. clean? How do you keep it clean and, and like, you're going to have to shower off afterwards? You're going to be an absolute mess. You wouldn't oh. turn through the filtration system and you wouldn't have a hazy pool anymore. Exactly. exactly yeah. It would be so, a West Coast IPA too. It would be. <laughs> It'd be a- Maybe that's the fun. You jump into a hazy and it becomes West Coast. You're like, oh, but all the fruit's the gone. Yeah. Evan, Jake, are you guys holding these ideas? Are you taking this in there? Ready to launch one in uh, in Alaska, yeah. your, your own amusement park? We would love to do. I mean, we have See? the tap room. It's basically the same thing, you know? That's, right. Uh, it's just a smaller scale. Tiny little pools of hazy IPA. It's inside but is it a wave? Is it a wave pool? Oh, it's not class, just a wave pool. <laughs> yeah. And you've talked long enough. I'm done talking to you, Brian. You're listening <laughs> to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We need to take a break, and we will be right back with more from Devil's Club Brewing Company. Have you visited Ironmonger Brewing recently? Take a trip and see the newly renovated and spacious tap room, or enjoy the outdoors in their new beer garden with plenty of seating and shade to ease that summer sun. Ironmonger's tap room has a variety of craft beer and hard seltzer on tap, with wine and spirits coming soon. Ready for a bit of adventure? Try out axe throwing with Ironmonger's 16 target range. It's a perfect spot for some quick fun or to host your next party or corporate event. So grab your friends and have some fun today at Ironmonger Brewing. Have you ever thought about owning your own brewery but don't know what it takes to get one built? We're Storytime Construction, and we build breweries. We're Georgia's most experienced and hands-on contractors when it comes to building new breweries and tap rooms or expanding existing breweries. We offer full build-outs, remodeling, and additions, as well as consulting and construction management. Give us a call at 770-733-4343. Storytime Construction. We build breweries. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Next Friday is Hawaiian Shirt Day. So, you know, if you want to, go ahead and uh, wear a Hawaiian shirt and jeans. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Remember, all episodes are available on demand. So if you miss the broadcast, get the podcast. Beer Guys Radio is available on the Podcast Park and all popular and unpopular podcasting apps. Now let's get back to Devil's Club Brewing Company. 
Evan, Jake, thanks again. We appreciate you chatting with us. We are ready to learn all about Devil's Club Brewing Company. So we're going to start with the hopefully simple questions. Um, Evan, how did Devil's Club Brewing come to be? Uh, yeah, well, so hopefully it's simple. Is it a simple? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Tough it's question. never that simple. Right. Uh, mostly, we just didn't really have much going on in life. Fair. Uh, <laughs> and we really liked beer. And we were uh, homebrewing at the time. And uh, we... Jake, I, and our uh, our third business partner who started the business with us, Ryan, um, all three knew each other from high school in the town here and just kind of got the ball rolling, um, kind of chased, chased the beer dream. Okay. How yeah. – we've talked to a lot of breweries in other areas in, about the difficulty in opening. How is it in Alaska? How hard is it to open a brewery there? It's probably the worst place on earth to open a brewery, okay. to be perfectly frank. Right. Uh, there's a few different factors. The shipping costs are really bad. Um, so it's very expensive to get our raw materials. But the other thing is that our laws are the worst in the country. Oh, wow. Uh, we, uh, so we're very, very limited on what we're even able to do. I see. So, you know, I figured just making assumptions, you know, I thought Alaska would be kind of cool, you know, like the, I would have thought make so your too. brewery, make your beer, man, do your thing. Cause they were so, talking about, it, they were a, a legal uh, marijuana state. So if they're cool yeah. with that, they gotta be cool with beer. Apparently not. Maybe the weed no, I thought is. something just recently changed in the laws to make it tougher. I could be wrong though. I, I saw something. It actually, we, we just worked on passing some laws that will make it better. Oh, good. So that's good news. Um, we're going to, we have to close our tap room at 8 PM. Uh, that got bumped back to 9 PM and it'll okay. take effect in two years. Oh, we, oh, you, you got to wait, wait two, two years, years, do you? Wow. Okay. What What's the reasoning there? They just don't want people out drunk late. Yeah, it's a um, it, it's it's a long, convoluted, uninteresting anecdote. But okay. the main thing is that uh, it's a there's public health concerns in Alaska for alcoholism. We have a really, really bad rates of alcoholism, um, and so to curb that, there's a limited entry system for licenses. So you can only have a certain number of bars, a certain number of restaurants, a certain number of breweries in every town. And a brewery, therefore, is not a bar. And so the rules are different for us. Okay. Huh. Was it doesn't any... make any sense. There's no logic to it. But that's of course, great. as beer laws go, man, that's kind of the way yeah. it goes. Was any of the decision impacted by drunken fights with moose or polar bears? Mostly grizzly bears. They're the they're, grizzlies. They're, they're bad drunks. Okay. The, the grizzlies. <laughs> but great customers, man. They spin yeah, so yeah, well, yeah. right? Wait a yeah. minute. How do grizzlies have any money? You know what? Maybe we don't need to ask matter. that. Yeah, it probably matter. doesn't matter. You let Alaska do Alaska, yeah. Brian. I'm so. not gonna. I'm, yes. Yeah, I don't want to narc on the bears. Yeah. So, Jake, did I see you guys were kind of scattered around and kind of came back to Juno to do your thing? Yeah, that's right. We've all we all went and did our own thing and collectively uh, ended up back in Juno roughly around the same time with the same interests. Luckily, Alaska behind uh, Alaska is behind what what's happening down south in the lower 48. So by traveling around, we could have a little bit of uh, uh, eye into the future for Alaska. So, Okay, cool. What is, uh, you talked about, you know, kind of being a little behind the lower 48 and that. What styles are great? You mentioned you're drinking a Pilsner, which is super cool here in Georgia and other areas right now. I've heard some other places have not quite gone on the Pilsner train, but like what are the popular styles there where you are? Not really Pilsner. Not okay. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> really. Okay. No, Stouts really. and barley wines. Yeah, actually, so barley wine is huge in Alaska. We have a barley wine festival every year up in yeah. Anchorage, um, and then stouts are also very popular, but not as popular as IPAs. Nothing, nothing beats the IPA nowadays. Yeah, uh, that's kind of universal wherever you are, man. IPAs. Yeah. 
is still going. So you don't have a lot of lighter beer drinkers. I guess maybe it makes sense it being the the climate that it is up there. I always always think of places if they're a little bit behind in craft beer, it's like, oh yeah, they're probably they're probably drinking all of the 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 lighter macro beers, but barley wines unexpected. Macro beers are still very popular for sure, but craft pilsners not really taken off in in, in huge form. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, like we see down south anyway. And then um yeah, some other popular styles. Pretty the high alcohol beers are very popular in Alaska. Um, I, if we have I can a, see that. if we have a high ABV on the board, it usually is selling the best. Do you have an ABV cap on what you can brew there? Nope. Okay. See, we got a fourteen percent cap here in Georgia. Oh, really? So we can. Yeah. So I that's, think that's that's okay. You can work. You can work with it. You that. know what? <laughs> and I guess it's one of those things you always want, kind of what you can't have. Like for yeah. example, Avery Brewing does some phenomenal beers in the 17 to 18 percent range and i would love to be able to get those here and you Mm. know but i will say guys we have a lot of beers that our brewers are so skilled they are 13.999 percent so (laughs) there's some more nines back there here exactly (laughs) i'm just surprised by by that Uh, you have to close by eight o'clock but if you want to make a 20 percent beer and serve it in the tap room in in 16 ounce shaker pints you you absolutely could get away with rock and roll again no logic it's not, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> None of it, right. What's the highest ABV thing you've brewed since you've got the, the sky's the limit there? Um, I 13.5. Think, yeah, 13.5. Okay. Actually, right. just, actually, it's that beer right there. Um, nice. That was a, uh, I actually just got married this past June. That's why me and Jake were in Europe. My wife is from the Netherlands, so we had the wedding over there. Awesome. And um, we brewed a uh, champagne, a Belgian champagne beer. Um, so it's like a crystal clear, highly carbonated, 13.5%. Uh, corked beer for the we I brewed it for the opening toast to get the wedding off on the right foot. I did have that a uh, question about that. Is that your most? That's your newest or most recent beer that you've brewed? New one? It's not quite the most recent. Jake is uh, doing most of the brewing nowadays, and he's brewing a new beer like weekly. So okay. it's been a couple months. There's been eight more beer releases since then, probably. But it's it's one of the most recent ones. I was going to say if they brewed it for a wedding in June and it's a you know, cork cage bottle. It it's probably not their most recent. Well, it, there. I w- I was basing my stuff off of Untapped. I'm not sure how much yeah. Untapped users you get through there, but that seemed to be the most recent one, and it was a very interesting style, like a champagne like Belgian. Tip. That sounds yeah. like my jam. Like yeah, I, 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 I totally would totally that, drink right? that. Yeah, super nice. They're super refreshing. We bit the the only other beer I've had in the kind of what I based it off of was um, a beer called Deuce from. Brauerei Bostales, who do, uh, they also brew Carmelite Triple. Okay. Oh, yeah. Famous sure. Belgian beer. Mm-hmm. And so they they do a, a corked champagne kind of style Belgian beer. And uh, I, I I was just like, whoa, this is, uh, it, you just never rarely get a beer so high in alcohol that's also so crisp and refreshing and clear. You know, usually they're skidding towards the sweet and the dark, um, but it's it's a really cool style. Those are dangerous, man. Oh, yeah. When you drink something and you don't, you can't tell that that ABV's in there. Just sit there and enjoy them. You know, you mentioned ingredients a little earlier. So it, I, we saw you guys are founder and operator. Do you both brew? Is it who all is is doing the brewing? Jake, are you the are Jake's you the brewer, now. the brew Jake, master, brewmaster extraordinaire, Jake? I yes. Would not call myself a brewmaster. I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, I don't have the. The years of uh, European experience or education that it probably takes to become a traditional brewmaster, but we do a lot of experimenting in our brewery and uh, have learned a lot over the years. Awesome. So, yeah, I'm in charge of all the brewing and brewing operations, and we have a, another brewery downstairs, and uh, let him uh, let him 
roam free and do anything you'd like to do in the beer world. That's what it's all about, man. Yeah. Now, Evan had mentioned like the cost of ingredients, getting them to Alaska and such. Do you have much native ingredients that you can use there? Are there cool stuff? Is there cool stuff in Alaska that maybe we're not getting down here? You can get a lot of fresh berries uh, in the late summer, early fall, uh, which we do from time to time. Um, we use we try to do a, a, a spontaneous wild fermentation um, from the ingredients from the yeast of the natural flora. Um, we try to do that one every year. So that's awesome, man. I love that. I think I saw a really cool video. You guys have some really fun videos on your website. Yeah. So there was a dude back flipping into the water and all kinds of stuff. So. Oh yeah, the something about jumping off the dock. Yeah, uh, and I yeah. thought I thought he really should drink that before he hits the water, and I don't think he succeeded. No. I'm like, oh, now there's salt water all. He'll just get another one. It might as well be a wave pool, Tim. Brian looked at it as a horror <laughs> film. I had fun with it, but he was. Yeah. Brian I was like, was no, bro- look at that beer. <laughs> he oh. was a broken oh, man. Oh, the beer. Well, y'all, we're going to take a break and let Brian compose himself. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We'll be right back with more from Devil's Club Brewing Company. It's great to see our community coming back to life. The cold weather is fading away, and it's time to enjoy the greatest patio in Kennesaw. Join us at The Nest and spend some time with family, have a beer with a neighbor, or simply celebrate the end of another day. Make a reservation at thenestkennesaw.com for Sunday brunch and enjoy an overloaded Bloody Mary. At The Nest, you'll find smiling faces, great barbecue, and 48 taps of local craft beverages. Don't forget, our outdoor space is perfect for your four-legged best friend. We look forward to seeing you soon at The Nest. The most award-winning brewery east of the Mississippi has come to Atlanta. Iron Hill Brewery and Restaurant is now serving in Dunwoody at Perimeter Mall and in Buckhead on Peachtree near Phipps Plaza. Serving a variety of menu items from a completely scratch kitchen plus craft beer brewed 10 feet from your table. You have to try their cheesesteak egg rolls paired with a signature craft beer. Iron Hill Brewery and Restaurant, serving Atlanta in Buckhead and Dunwoody. Drop in today or make a reservation or place a pickup or delivery order at ironhillbrewery.com. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to the beer guys radio show i want to give a quick shout out to one of our great radio affiliates kfar 660 am and 97.5 fm in fairbanks alaska catch beer guys radio on kfar every saturday at 12 a.m that's midnight now let's get back to devil's club brewing company devil's club brewing guys we want to talk to you just a little about just your beer scene see what is up so devil's club brewing how many breweries do you have there there's four four okay four gotcha and you probably heard of one of them called alaskan brewing Company. yes we yeah have. that is one we have heard of yep yeah. so uh how is the scene there i imagine you got four breweries in that i know uh, i just saw a note brian from your research it, you said the population is thirty thousand, but you have a big tourist season right or it spikes up a lot how does that yeah, work for your brewery massive. Uh, it's, it's, it's critical for business. Um, we have a, we have a huge tourism boom in the summer. Um, we are a port town and, uh, the cruise ships that travel up through Alaska, it's like a really popular cruise route. Every single cruise ship stops in Juneau. And so, but in the three months of the summer, we have a, like, oh, 1.25 million people coming off the cruise ships into Juneau in our little 30,000 person town. 
and uh, we get a small fraction of those in the brewery, but it's a big amount. Of big people. hit, yeah. <laughs> so, as a yeah. business owner, that's a good thing. As a resident, what do you think of that? Yeah, good question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody in town's a little split on it. I'm, I'm a, I'm a bit of a centrist on the topic. Okay, I don't, I don't mind one way or another too much. It's kind of nice in the summer to have more people around, and you know the the area is remote and easy to get away from so if you don't want to see the tourists it's really really easy to never see one okay all right that's fair that's a great opportunity uh for the city to prosper and get good money and Mm -hmm. do great things for the uh, community and just keep on plugging away in our life yeah yeah and it's a good opportunity for businesses like us to try things out on a much larger population than we would normally get to exactly you know if we release a beer in the winter it might last you know, months, but if we release it in the summer, it's probably only going to last a week and a half. Okay. And then we can start ripping through them and trying more stuff. Good. So that um, might answer my question. I was going to say, do you tailor some of your recipes specifically for, for the tourists coming in? Like, but it sounds like yes, potentially. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, what, what I've noticed is that people are willing to come in and they get the sampler and they're willing to try anything once, whether they like it or not, you know, we don't, we don't, they won't always like it, but we can take some big swings on beers and uh, learn a lot along the way, and it'll eventually sell, usually really quickly. That's why we make so many different flavors. We have a very small brew system. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's good when you have a lot of people coming in to move stuff around. I was just thinking the beer would last. So the tap room has got to be fairly sparse the rest of the year. I mean, is it just jam-packed during, like, May to September and then just kind of, like, sparsely packed or sparsely attended we're fortunate enough to be very the the locals still love us and so we actually uh the the time that it is the sparsest is right at the beginning of the cruise ship season when uh the people who want to avoid the cruise ships are not coming downtown (laughs) but the full breadth of the tourism hasn't gotten there yet so the locals leave the tap room the tourists haven't quite come in yet and there's like this lull season in the spring right between and so in the winter Around the holidays and throughout the rest of the year, we're just packed with locals as well. They they love coming out. Um, but in the summer, it flips the crowd. Okay. Now, guys, yeah. if you've listened to our show, one of the things we're famous for is free advice of terrible ideas. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it. I just had the thought you should brew a special beer for that in-between time and call it Shift Change. Right? Oh, yeah. And make it a really special beer to encourage people to come in and get it that way during that little lull there. A super high gravity one that'll appeal a to the big warm barley wine. Like because if, if it's early, just before they start coming in, it's probably still cool enough to really enjoy your barley wine. And oh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, shift change. I was just thinking, it's like oh, you know, this air conditioning when it gets too warm. Like we've learned that there isn't, so maybe stouts aren't for summer in Alaska. Maybe, maybe, maybe not year no. round. Yeah, stouts are loved. Um, I'm curious what, what kind of dumb things that tourists always do, like everybody does, and it's very cringeworthy. Because I'm sure there has to be when you've got a, a million and a half people or 1.24 million or whatever it was coming in every year. There's a lot of classics. Um, some of, one of them is whether we use the U.S. dollar. Um, <laughs> of course, year. yeah. Okay. Uh, we have, they come in on a cruise ship, and the, the most classic one is what is the elevation here in Juneau. 
um, which <laughs> zero. I'm going to be honest, guys. That took me a quarter of a second for that auto register. I for paused me there. mentally for a second. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, yeah. okay, all right. Yeah. Unless there's a really steep incline right off the right off the beach or something <laughs> like that. There is though. The mountains go up. We're like, if you look up pictures of Juno, the mountains just shoot straight out of the water. It's like Norway fjords. You know, it's a uh, stunning oh. place. What's elevation here? You're like, like right here, right here, right over here? there. Thirty <laughs> feet at the tap room. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Feet. Oh. That's fantastic. So here's, interestingly enough, I saw this question on Reddit the other day. It asked for people who live in tourist towns, what is the worst thing that tourists do habitually? It's a great question. Um, I would say walking around without looking at where they're going is the okay. most annoying. Because yep. when, you, when you're driving through town and somebody's just walking around not directionally, you, have, you just don't know if they're about to walk onto that crosswalk or not, you know? There's no intent that you can judge. And so you're always riding your brakes downtown because you never know if they're just going to step off the sidewalk while their heads are craning all around looking at stuff. Hit another tourist, man. Oh, that's that's, that's New Orleans. I hate driving yeah. in New Orleans. That was actually one I saw a few times, Evan mentioned, was New York City was a big one. It's like, we're living here. You know, you've got to remember people live here. This isn't everybody's tourist town. They were talking about New York being on the sidewalks and looking around at all the buildings, just blocking everybody trying to get on with their lives there. And the same thing, wandering around aimlessly like they don't realize all this stuff. Like they think they're in an amusement park, Brian. That's right. I think I saw that same thing where people would walk like four or five abreast on the sidewalk yep. slowly in New York, and that's enough to drive anybody insane. It, that actually got my heart rate up just reading about that. and like, it oh, did. Get you, you know. all stressed out. Exactly. Huh? Yes. Exactly. So uh, mentioning, I know you mentioned berries, and I did see – you know, some videos of gathering and doing the beer, brewing the beers there. What's the craziest thing you've ever done in your brew house? Craziest. PG version. Okay. Um, PG version. Yeah. Talking about beer, not you personally, Jake. That's our other show. That's our other show. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure exactly how crazy it is, but, and it's just on my mind because we're getting ready to bottle it. But we we found an inspiration uh, to brew a beer with some hay, and with that hay and malt and whatnot, we uh, naturally inoculated the wort with uh, old man's beard. It's a lichen that grows on trees here, and uh, that was just open fermented uh, in an open top punchin, and. Uh, I don't, some people might think that's crazy, but it's kind of just a romantic way of brewing, at least for here, because we don't have a lot of ingredients that you can brew with raw here. So we can use yeast and some berries and stuff like that's that. That's cool. Okay. Do you guys get uh, our spruce in your area? Do you so yeah. you do a spruce? Do you do a spruce tip beer? Yep, it's like I think it's a legal requirement in Alaska to brew a spruce. Okay, tip. I can see that. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, everybody does one. We um, Jake does a great one called Mumbo Jumbo, which is a sour spruce dip saison. Um, we also previously have done uh, spruce Springsteen, which was a okay, blonde yeah, for the Fourth of July. Um, they're just a, they're such a cool ingredient because um, as long as you know what to expect, because a lot of people want it to be pine, but it, they don't taste like pine; they taste like raspberry. They're like they're quite fruity in their in their palate. Gotcha. So it's a really cool ingredient. Yeah. You know what? I will be honest. I don't know that I've ever had a fresh spruce beer. 
So because I don't know that I've ever detected the raspberry tones, we're probably getting them that they're the beers they're doing mass production and distributing. They're probably thrown in with a bunch of piney hops in that because people are expecting the pine. So I don't know that we've ever truly experienced this spruce. Tip. I don't think so either. I think all of the stuff has been kind of on the more piney side. And I'm like, well, it may be tips, but they're not. Maybe they weren't the young tips like the. Well, I guess we got to send a package. Yeah, I, I would be more intrigued to, to drink this. Yeah, or try it. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Y'all, we need to take a break. You're listening to the Beer Guys radio show. We will be right back with more from Devil's Club Brewing Company. Brian and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks, so you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Back off, man. I'm a scientist. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash beerguys. Patrons get cool perks like Beer Guys swag and commercial-free episodes. Now let's get back to Devil's Club Brewing Company. Guys, you know what? Something that we meant to ask earlier, we talked about what your logo is not. But uh, the Devil's Club, is that a plant? Is that correct? It is. Yeah, it's a local plant. It's in the it's it's pretty widespread in the northwest in general, but um it's a it's basically just a really badass plant and oh, excuse me, it's a bad cool plant. It is. And yes. <laughs> yes. We uh we wanted to name our brewery after it. It's uh it, it grows on these large sticks uh that are absolutely covered in thorns, the stems of the plant, and then it grows these huge like maple leaf sized leaves that look like our logo, also okay. covered in thorns. And it's uh we at in Alaska, everybody lives pretty outdoors lifestyle, and so it's no the one plant that everyone knows because when you run into it, you're fully aware. Okay. Makes oh, I got sense. you. That yeah. was one of my questions. Like, how often do you have to explain this? Because I'd never heard of the weed, but if I'd been stuck by it multiple times when I was You'd outside, know. yeah, I'd know exactly what it was. Right. So here yeah. in the south, ours would be kudzu. Kudzu. Yeah. So kudzu. and it's it it just grows. If you have, that's a good name for a brewery. I I was just thinking. I think there is. A, I, I know think there's there kudzu be. beer. I think there's a kudzu brewing, right? Uh, I don't know. Nashville? Maybe not. Uh, maybe. Somebody's least had to brewed with kudzu. Well, I know yeah. there's like yeah. beers named kudzu. No, I think there was someone that I asked if they brewed with kudzu, and basically they asked me if I was stupid. Well, you can cook with it. I've heard like Alton Brown has has cooked with it. I had no idea. Yeah. But so the story of kudzu is apparently I think they introduced it for deforestation or something. Yeah. Or like uh, soil erosion. Like oh, to yeah. Cover up. And it took over. And it's it took good over. So they introduced rabbits in the hole to, they would eat it all, but they did eat it, which helped them to make a boatload more rabbits. So now both kudzu and rabbits are all over the place. They got to try wolves. That's, 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 do that next. Next thing you know, man, we're you gonna, well, I've got coyotes. Yeah, we got a lot of coyotes here. Yeah. We just keep going up the chain. That's right. It's going to be a good time. I mean, this is, this time. is working out so well. It's, it's just going to be growing. <laughs> What's the next predator on the list? 
We're releasing great white sharks into the kudzu. Exactly. So. <laughs> Sharknados. Yes. I was going to ask, because I think it might technically be possible, can you brew a beer with this Devil's Club, and have you tried it? You could. It's um, it's an interesting flavor. It It is a traditionally medicinal plant for the native peoples in southeast Alaska, the Clinket and Haida. Um, and so the, the, the flavor is, it's kind of like ginseng-y or almost, uh, it's got like a fresh, minty almost sort of flavor. We've never brewed with it um, out of respect for those groups of people because uh, the community asked us to please don't make alcohol with it because... Oh, okay, uh, cool. So All right. They were like, oh, we won't. That's respect, okay. man. Fair yeah. enough. Gotta yeah. appreciate like, that. A, don't take our medicine and turn it into your horrible firewall. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Fair well, enough. <laughs> to a lesser degree, and it sounds more trivial bringing it up now, but founder CBS, the Mountie said, The hey, Mounties, that's right. Hey, oh, yeah. y'all, can you yeah. put, stop putting us on your beer? I mean, we really don't need to be associated <laughs> Did they with really beer. say y'all? I think they, they probably did. did. Y'all, eh? <laughs> Yeah. And when we talked to Jeremy Kosmicki about it, he said, I told him I was sorry. So, yes. It's still yeah. one of the finest moments of the it show. It was good stuff. Jake, we want to talk to you about uh, wild, spontaneous, open fermentations. And you had uh, mentioned a little bit on break about gathering some cultures. Can you tell us a little bit about brewing that way? Yeah, usually we will do uh, like a primary fermentation with the, uh, the yeast we would like to use. So, for example, like a Saison yeast. And then a secondary fermentation will add uh, some fruit with fresh picked berries, blueberries, for example, uh, and do a secondary with that. And then we'll reuse that culture for a second, third, fourth generation. And we've sent it out to uh, East Company before, and they've been able to specifically pick out which yeast and wild yeast are in there and then replicate that for us. And bank it. So do you have like a house strain now or like house cultures basically then? Yeah. Yeah, that's banked with the with our yeast supplier that we can order it whenever we would like to. It's hard to keep it on hand uh, and fresh and healthy year round. That's pretty yeah, cool. it was a big learning curve and it was a lot of fun to experiment with and the um because it's just whatever was living on the outside of those blueberries originally that grew inside the beer. Um, and since we live in Southeast Alaska, we figured out pretty quickly that uh, when we thought the beer, the first batch was terminal um, and put it in the cold room, it turns out the yeast in Southeast Alaska is perfectly happy at about 40 degrees. Okay. Um, gotcha. And, and it kept yeah. going. Um, so that first batch got way more attenuated than we inspected. And so we've learned how to how to treat treat that little bug and uh, that we've got a good relationship now. That's good. Yeah. Did That's you just good. invent, invent the, the lagered sour? I mean, is the, I, I'm curious what uh, letting it continue to condition at a very cold temperature would do. In the fall, it can be anywhere from 70 degrees in the hottest part of the day. And, you know, at night it can be in the mid thirties. So it's living on, on blueberries and just thriving. And so when we put that in the beer, it get introduced to new uh, unbroken down sugars that it could ferment on. So it gobbled those up and it just took a little bit longer. That's funny that like those cultures are coming off the skin of a blueberry, thrown in that sugar. They're like, do what now? Yes. Yeah. Like, hey, yes. And, yeah. and you're going to give us 40, I'm 45 gonna, degrees. I'm going to eat and eat and eat. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's like their, uh, that's like their voodoo ranger theme park. The, the theme park. Right yeah. there. They're just waiting to be thrown into the theme park there. <laughs> so they before they go into hibernation mode. See? Yeah. 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 Heck yeah, live your best life. Exactly. Blueberry yeast. So is it ideal year round for the collection of wild yeast? I know that there's been, we've talked to some people on the show that said 
there really isn't a time range or a temperature range so much, but I, I know traditionally people like certain times of the year to collect the wild bugs. Uh, we usually do it in the fall. So September or like August, September, October. Um, if we do it at the, in the summertime, it tends to be a little unbalanced with the, what, with like the natural funk. It ferments really quick and it's a little uh, like skunky kind of weird uh, readiness. All right. Yeah. So there we go. There's the answer. Uh, yeah. Finicky yeast. Yeah. What's that, Evan? I say it depends. Yeah. Okay. Definitely based on like, because where you are and what bugs you have, it's just going to be depending on the time of year. Yeah. Because we've, we've noticed in the spring, like right as right as those berries are like, they're like late spring, early, when they're like about to burst, there's so much stuff on those berries because those bugs are just having the time of their life all over just in the sun, just chewing through those berry skins. Um, but there are, we think probably just so many that uh, you just get a really high inoculation rate and it just whips through and it doesn't get as nice of a flavor those juicy sugary fruits with all that food there for them man yeah, they're just going to town they're just tearing it up yeah it's a buffet for uh bugs yes. right well guys we haven't really talked we've kind of talked about the beer scene and everything there but uh, uh your lineup there what are some of your core beers what are your most popular beers our most popular beer is signature ipa which is our signature ipa Right. And um, we also always brew a, a milk stout year round called Silt Milk Stout is named after the glacial silt that runs off the glaciers here. So it's like thick and creamy. Um, and then we do a Belgian blonde year round as well, because we wanted to do something that would be available year round that was lighter for people, but not a boring blonde ale. So uh, we did a Belgian blonde ale. Um, okay. And uh, and then we since opening four years ago and some uh you know, we do lots and lots of hazies now and lots of fruited sours. Um, and we kind of rifle through those with different fruits and different hops, kind of constantly releasing new flavors in those styles. Do those play well? I know that you, you talked about how, how much the barley wine is appreciated in higher gravity. The fruited sours, which don't tend to be very high in the ABVs and the, the, I mean, the hazy IPAs, do those play well with the locals up there? Well, our, most of our fruited sours are like 8%, so they play well with the locals. Okay, so your fruit is <laughs> there you go. Okay, so they're a little higher than a Plays lot of our very, very well there, man. Good stuff. <laughs> they bring their own little shot, their little airplane <laughs> bottles to dump in it, just like, I need to bring it up a little Spike bit. Spike it up a little bit. Spike <laughs> it up a little bit. Guys, what is next for Devil's Club Brewing? What What's being brewed, or what do you want to brew? Um, we've actually um, we've been working on seltzer, and we've been working on it for quite a while. Um, and so we're hoping to release that pretty soon. Actually, this is the scoop. This is the the, the, the announcement. Scoop. I guess. Ooh, good. There you uh, go. This is the part. And so yeah, we're uh, we're pretty stoked on that. Real fruit, um, hard seltzer, uh, really drinkable, real real summertime snack that uh, Jake's been perfecting for quite a while. And, good stuff. Uh, we're excited to release. Yeah, that's awesome. We just lost Jake's connection, so he doesn't get to talk <laughs> about it. But we thank him for joining us when he could there. Evan, thank you as well. If folks want to learn more about Devil's Club Brewing Company, what is the best way to do that? Well, these days, honestly, Instagram is probably the best way. So at Devil's Club Beer. Um, but our website has a lot of fun stuff. Um, like you guys mentioned, we uh, like to we like to have a lot of fun and goof around. So we have some pretty fun videos on there for people to check out. Um, and uh, But the best way is to come up to Juneau, Alaska. Take a trip. Get on one of those cruise ships. Get on a cruise ship. Yeah. Good stuff. Or Evan, thank you so much. Maybe. Or drive, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Evan. We appreciate you and Jake joining us. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Absolutely. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode, this episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show. Make sure to join us next week. 
when we will be talking to Great Lakes Brewing Company. For more craft beer info, follow us online. We are Beer Guys Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have a great week. Thanks for tuning in, and don't forget to drink local. Cheers. Cheers.